host, Daniela. Welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod. Please feel free to email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Welcome, Ashley. Good morning. Welcome to Making Sense of Success. Did you want to give our listeners a little bio about yourself so they can get to know you a little better? Yeah, absolutely. And morning to you as well. Um, I'm super excited to be on this podcast. Um, Sure. So a little bio about myself. I am Ashley. I live in Westchester. Um, I have a full-time job in Manhattan uh, once upon a time when I used to commute there every day. Um, (laughs) But I actually have, I guess, I would consider myself a female entrepreneur. Um, I am a founder, creator, whatever you want to call it, of um, Hello Weekend. It's a lifestyle blog um, that I created about a year and a half ago. Um, and actually, this past year, I've started getting into like merchandise. Um, so it's been exciting and kind of a whirlwind trying to figure everything out from scratch. Um, but yeah, so Hello Weekend is a lifestyle blog that um, I write about like trending topics, all things fashion beauty, uh, home decor, and just fun stuff like that. Amazing. And I'm honestly shook now that you tell me that it was only a year ago that you started it. I didn't realize it was, it was pretty recently, actually. Yeah, so I, so I'm a, um, I went to school for journalism, Mm -hmm. so I've always, like, enjoyed, like, writing, um, and actually in college, I started a blog, uh, Ashley's closet. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was about um like affordable fashion, but it was strictly pretty much just like fashion and accessories. Um <clears throat> excuse me. It was strictly about fashion and accessories and about like affordable price points. Obviously you're in college, you're broke, you have no money. So was trying to like get into that field to like write about um like DIY Halloween costumes if you're on a budget and also in college I was interning in New York City so I started getting a feel for like different fashion trends and I was like okay how can I like make that affordable so I started doing that and then I was working in television, like daytime TV in New York City, and I'm sure as you've heard, like the hours are crazy, they're really long, so (laughs) I kind of put that on the back burner because that was more of a hobby, and I was like, all right, I kind of want to like get my skin in the game and like television and production, so I really went after that for like a couple years, and then I would say back... um, Around in 2018, I got married and I was kind of like, all right, what's like my next project almost like in a good way where like all my energy was now like I had nothing to plan anymore. And I had like this hole in my life where I was like, all right, like what can I do? Like I constantly need to be doing something. So then that's where I was like, oh, like maybe I should get back into blogging but I still had Ashley's closet. But at that point I was like, 
I feel like this is missing something. Like I, I feel like I have so much more I want to like share and take photos of and write about. Um, so that's kind of when I decided to like close the doors on that and make something more based on like lifestyle brand. Um, and honestly, I would say since COVID started and just working from home, um, and I've, I'm now switched over to digital production. So it's a little more fast paced and it's not still kind of crazy hours. Um, but it's not daytime television. Um, so thankfully I'm able to work from home and I feel like I've really been able to get things rolling and do a lot more things, um, just with being home and having a more flexible schedule. Definitely. And I think what's awesome about lifestyle is even with the pandemic going on and everything, you can still showcase so many different aspects of your life, right? Like it's very, it's very broad. So it allows you to really like personalize the platform that you're making and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like with lifestyle, I get a little, um, it's a little overwhelming because I feel like there's a lot under like that lifestyle and um, umbrella. And like, Definitely. I never, <laughs> I never want to like dabble into something I don't really know about. Like, I, like, I like beauty and I, I have like my staple products, but like, I don't, beyond that, like, I don't know a ton about beauty like different like skincare products and why you should use them like that's a little above my <laughs> level so I'm like maybe one day I'll get into it but I feel like I have no business like talking to people about that so I definitely try to like stick to what I know and what I feel comfortable with definitely yeah it's sometimes yeah you have to find that line of like comfort as well for yourself because you want to make sure you're I guess being accurate and providing like the right information to people who follow you right um yeah there's definitely that line that you have to find <laughs> there absolutely so I yeah I feel like I'm constantly just trying to figure it out <laughs> I will give you a recommendation for skincare though because I I used to be like that where I didn't really know and I would just kind of find products and see what I liked but then I started looking at, like, the ingredients that were in them. It was just something that came up during quarantine that kind of piqued my interest that I really looked into. And Skincare by Hiram, I'm not sure if you've heard of him. He's a YouTuber. Um, and he kind of gives, like, all... He's a skincare specialist, so he's not a dermatologist, and he does, like, make that well-known. But he gives a lot of advice on what products should be used for what type of skin and why those ingredients work. So oh, yeah, that's good to yeah, know. yeah. I feel like I know like what works for me, but like for other people, I'm like, uh, I yeah, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the advice you don't want to give if it's like just based on yourself, because then someone might come back to you being like, "Hey, it didn't work on me." <laughs> like, right? No, totally. Yikes. Um, but yeah, one of the main questions we like to ask on this podcast um, is throughout like these experiences that you've had and developing a blog and even your career what has been the best piece of advice you've ever received or given someone um so the best um piece of advice I've gotten and it's not from one specific person like it's kind of something that I've heard over and over again and it really resonates with me is something as simple as just go with your gut um and I really like hold on to that because I feel 
like, I mean, there's like a time and a place for everything, but I feel like with going with your gut, whether it's like a going for a job interview or like even going on a date with like someone new, I feel like you always get like this immediate feeling and you should stick with that. So, I mean, sometimes you can be proved wrong, but always like, I always go with my gut to get like that immediate gauge, like with how I'm feeling with something. So I feel like if you like something or are into something or want to go after something like in your gut, you really feel like you should just do it. For sure. And if you don't mind sharing, is there like a specific moment in your life where you followed that and it actually like it worked out and everything? It's yeah, so actually about a um maybe like 14 months ago, I um had and again like working in television and production, having a steady job is like key and kind of like uncommon. So I was working at A&E Networks for a little over 3 years at that point and I was staff, like I had like all these things that I never had access to really before. Um, Cause usually with production, you're like a freelancer and you just kind of have to like get like your own healthcare and benefits and all that stuff. So I have this like really steady job um, for about three years. And again, it was like, after I got married, I was like, you want to feel like what you're doing every day is fulfilling and creative and is making you happy. And I know that's kind of unrealistic sometimes because you can't be like super happy and feeling your best every day, like honestly. So I feel like at that point, um, I was like, you know what? I feel like this isn't really what I want to do anymore. And I kind of wanted like that next challenge. So there was this other job at, that popped up and I was like and it was a freelance position so I'd be kind of getting rid of that security that I had built up um but I was like oh my god like with the Hearst brands like Cosmo and Elle and Home Decor and all that's all those brands and fashion magazines that I've loved for so long I was like oh my god this job sounds like so up my alley and like what I want to do next. So I went to the job interview and I got it. And I was like, once I got it, I was almost afraid to like take it. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be getting rid of this security. Like, what if this doesn't work out? Like you just start going down a rabbit hole. But I was like, you know what? I, I feel like I really need to do this. So I put in my time that I was leaving and I've, been at Hearst for over a year now so wow well that's an amazing story and congratulations like (laughs) so that's really inspiring to hear yeah thank you no I know because like sometimes you're I mean really it's a gamble because you have no idea what's going to happen and especially like in March once COVID hit and everyone was leaving the city I was like oh my god like obviously you can't like read into the future but you're like like, what if I lose this job and I'll, you just go down so many paths. So yeah, I mean, that was definitely an example of, I felt like that was what I needed to do. Um, and what was my next chapter and it's, it's been great so far. So I'm glad I did it. And you had mentioned now that, um, 
luckily through COVID that you've been able to work from home. What is that like, I guess, being an associate producer and working from home? So it's been interesting. Again, at first I was like, is this going to work? Like how we had never done like remote shoots and it's like production entails so much, but thankfully we've been able to like pivot everything to virtual um, shoots. So it's just a lot of like zoom calls and meetings. So um, yeah, it's been interesting, but I feel like everyone's just trying to adapt to the new normal. Absolutely. I guess, yeah, this is just a question of my interest, but would, do you know what's going to happen, I guess, after the pandemic? Cause I know at least for me working from home, um, where I think my job might actually be looking at having it permanently be remote from now on just cause they know they can do it. Yeah. It's interesting. Honestly, I feel like no one really knows. Um, but I like personally, I, I kind of like working from home. Like I'm such a homebody, but at the same time, like I love the excitement of like waking up and getting dressed and going into the city and like feeding off of that energy. Um, but I guess like it has been a nice like pause just because it is such like a hustle and bustle. And like, once I'm done with work, I just walk in my kitchen and make dinner. I don't have to hop on the subway and then the train and, you know, eating dinner at like 830 at night. So there definitely are some things that I miss about like physically going into the office. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really complain. I'm wearing a lot of I feel the same way and I I think what's gonna happen um if we do end up going back really at some point is I think I'm gonna be exhausted by the end of the day just because of the commute and having to wake up early to get ready to go I think just gonna be a very big slap in the face the time like the I guess the amount of time that's spent commuting and even just being out of my house out of my normal setup at that point (laughs) I know. I feel like we've all been like kind of spoiled with this. Like once everyone goes back, it's going to be like, um, what? (laughs) You mean I can't take a nap during my lunch? Oh my God. (laughs) Um, and yeah, really what this podcast is about is success. And you've definitely experienced that, um, and had your own personal journey. So do you think your definition of success over time has changed? And if so, what would be your definition? Yeah, so I feel like for this one, I like people measure success on different levels. And I feel like for me, um, I, I'm just kind of like figuring it out. And I pat myself on the back for like the small wins, like, oh, I got a sale today. Or um, I feel like when I again, I started uh like designing things and putting them into production and then selling them. So I feel like I even something as small as like uh, sketching up a design of a candle that I wanted and then like sourcing a manufacturer um, and, and then like going through that design process with them. And then once I physically have it in my hand, I feel like that, like I've accomplished something and that's like success to me where I've, 
I've followed something from start to finish and now I can share it with people and they're enjoying it and they want to buy it. So that is really exciting for me. Um, and again, I, I went to college for broadcast journalism. I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to marketing or business. So I feel like I am constantly just like learning and researching things as I go. Um, and something that's important for me specifically is to have all my products made within the U.S. And like it's a double whammy if it's an all female company. So I'm just really trying to like navigate everything um, as I go and just hope that it works <laughs> and pays off. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Right, but I think you're doing it the right way in the sense that you're trying to be authentic and even you're like right now you've been pretty honest of like the background you have in terms of knowledge and how you're learning. And I think that's all we can really ask for like from content creators and everything is just um I think people like to see that real aspect. So, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Also, I ask a lot of questions. Like some of my email threads, I'm like, "Oh my god, are they going to want to work with me?" cuz I ask like <laughs> A million questions but I feel like I mean I, I think I hope for the most part that everything's been okay and they've been like patient with me and just answering my questions in the design process but I feel like that's really like how you're gonna learn because if you go on Google and type something up you get like I feel like I start getting over my head because I'm like, I don't know what this language means. Like what is happening? So I, I'm just trying to like make it work for me. So definitely. Yeah. And I guess if you wouldn't mind sharing, what is the design process like? How, like, are there steps that go with that? And if so, have you experienced any challenges with it? Yeah. So for me, like, I'll, like, sketch something, and I went sketches, like, very, that's, like, exactly what I mean, because I don't draw, like, I'm not talented in that way, so <laughs> I'll either, like, sketch something, like, a candle, and then come up with, like, a mood board, so I, like, pick out different fonts that I like, and I'll go on, uh, like, Etsy and Pinterest for, like, candle designs, also, when stores were open, um, like I had started the candles, I would say back in February and then COVID hit and I was going back and forth. Cause I was like, do I want to spend all this money? And also like, I'm paying like funding everything on like out of my own pocket. So, um, I want to make sure it's done right. I want to make sure it's something that one I can afford. So I, again, once, when boutiques were open back in the winter, I was going and doing research and seeing like, okay, for this size, this is how much they're selling for. So I really did that for, I would say like a month or two. And then once I felt confident enough with like what I wanted to sell the candles for and like the designs and what I felt like would sell well, um, then I found like a manufacturer and then it's just a lot of, boring back and forth on like the size and placement of everything so it really is rewarding like once you physically see all that hard work um come to life and you have it in your hand right because I can imagine like over time it's 
it can be a lot of back and forth, as you were saying, to get, like, the right design, especially since you were saying you put your own money into it, really. You're the one investing in it. So, obviously, you want to see the right thing come out, what you are looking for. Totally. And, you know, an example of me figuring out as I go is I was starting to order and purchase a lot of stuff. And then I would reach out to, well, one, I would sell them on my website. And then now I'm like trying Etsy because why not? I'm just, it's more so for just exposure and everything and just to test the market out. But then I've also reached out to like local boutiques who I love and seeing if they're interested. But now I'm finding one, you always have to be like ahead of the season. So like for my, I guess the summer candles, my Mediterranean breeze candles, I manufactured them in the summer. But like at that point, people had already bought their summer batch like back in the spring. So I, I'm like learning as I go to like start designing like two seasons ahead. So that's been a really interesting learning curve. So I'm like, oh, okay. So like basically now it's like too late to start fall stuff, which is what I was starting to do. And then once I realized that like people are already starting to buy holiday stuff, I'm like, okay, I feel like that time has passed. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it definitely is interesting. And I think it's what you were saying at the beginning that like everything you learn over time, right? So these experiences accumulate and then you learn over time um, to know kind of like what's the right way to do things so that you can reach the most people and reach the right customers as well for sure and I guess for anyone looking to get into blogging what advice would you give them um I would say if you want to get first I guess figure out what you like writing about and like what your niche is like do you love cooking um are you more of like an original blogger where you love like just writing lengthy blog posts? Um, do you like photography? Do you like fashion? Um, and then once you kind of figure out what you want your blog to be about, um, and I feel like the message can come later, um, just do research. Like I remember just looking up a lot of like lifestyle blogs and kind of writing things down of like what I liked about the blog, whether it was more simple, if there were a lot of photos, if I liked a font, um, and just kind of start from there, like start basic. And then once you get the hang of it and you like it, then you could start, you know, putting more money into it. If you want, like getting upgrading to like a premium account where you have access to more like styles and fonts, um, but also like, make sure you enjoy what you're writing about. And like, cause I feel like the moment it becomes homework or like a chore, that's kind of where you need to reevaluate. Like, well, do I still want to do this? And like, that's how I felt about my first blog where I was getting to that point where it was like, oh, I don't want to write another like fashion piece. Um, and I felt like, your excitement and your authenticity, if you really, truly love it, it really will show and it will pay off and people will notice that. But if you really don't care about it, I feel like people will also notice that, that you're not really putting a lot of effort 
So I guess do research and make sure you know what you want to write about. I think that's probably a really good piece of advice because you definitely do have to develop that niche, as you were saying initially, and be really passionate about it or else it will it will show, as you were saying, it'll come out, especially if it's, I guess, repetitive in a way. Um, even if you're sticking to the same type of content in a way, you can still specify it to um, a certain subject or whatnot within that ultimate topic. So that's definitely a really good piece of advice. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, I live by it. So I hope that I don't get to that point where I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> and I think, yeah, when it does come down to that moment, you do have to have like a self check-in, I guess, with yourself to be like, okay, do I still want to continue this? Should I move on and do something else? Like figure out what's the right time for what. Exactly. And I mean, even with Hello Weekend, like I have like rejiggered and picked apart that website I would say maybe like five or six times already and like even a year and a half because as again like as you do it more and as you learn you're like I don't want my homepage to look like that oh my god it's so busy now I'm gonna do it on the simpler side and then maybe in a few months I'm like it looks too plain now so it's kind of like playing dress up and like mix and match um but yeah I mean even in the year and a half I've definitely changed my website and evolved and I'm trying to make it more user friendly and so it's it's definitely a learning curve yeah and I, th- I think you're not alone in that I think as people also we do go through phases even if it's within a smaller period like a year I think we all do go through phases just like there are trends right that happen in the like fashion industry really there are different periods of time I feel like as people that we like different things right and that changes so obviously that will be reflected in your work right because you work hard on it 100% I could not agree with that more <laughs> so this is a bigger question <laughs> It's kind of the last question we like to ask and totally take a moment to think about it. But it's what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? I would say, and it kind of goes along with what we were just talking about, um, but especially, and like this is coming from a personal experience, like in this day and age where anyone has access to social media and a camera, it can seem hard and discouraging or intimidating to put yourself out there and differentiate yourself just because there are so many people I mean specifically let's say in the lifestyle blog niche um, where a lot of the content seems similar or you're like oh my god she has way nicer clothes or why didn't I think of styling something like that um I would say just don't get discouraged or intimidated. Like, don't compare yourself, which I catch myself doing this sometimes. Um, But then I, you know, you have to tell yourself that everyone's different and everyone has something unique to bring to the table. So if you are following all these people on Instagram, whether they have 10 followers or a million followers, like everyone is at a different stage in their life and how they got there. So kind of figure out what you have to bring to the table. And while you can get inspiration from all these people and learn from them, take pieces that you like and 
make it your own brand and like what you want. And again, if you love it and you really work hard at it, people are going to notice it and appreciate it. I think you're exactly right because there's a lot of times where we do compare ourselves, but everyone's journey is different. Everyone is going to start and end things differently at different periods of time in their life. And yeah, I think it is really finding that kind of specific thing that makes you stand out. And if you do put in the effort, it will show as it always does, really. Absolutely. And I feel like it's okay to be honest. And if you're comfortable, a little vulnerable on social media, like I follow some people who like, obviously social media is people showing the best versions of their life. Like there's very, there's a very small amount of people who are actually honest and post like I had a shit day and here's why. Um, And I feel like if you open that door for yourself and, you know, admit that maybe you're struggling with something or you had a difficult time, um, a difficult time in your life, like people are going to relate to that and they're going to like you more as opposed to if you're constantly posting photos of yourself dolled up and super happy because I feel like people while they like that, they can't relate to it often. So there, I feel like there definitely has to be a balance. Absolutely. And I think the issue is, yeah, like we keep finding um, more and more influencers kind of, I'm, I'm relating it to influencers, but content creators really, um, who don't have like as much of a relatable lifestyle anymore, like what you were saying. And that makes it really hard, right? For someone who wants to start off being like, okay, well, like I, my life isn't like these people, right? It's not their day-to-day isn't getting out of bed maybe and going to a coffee shop or even recording another YouTube video. Sometimes it's people having like a nine-to-five or going to school or... So those aren't things, right, that um, you're going to jump out of bed to do every day because it's it's your day-to-day, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But it is really showing that real content and I think people do appreciate when people are real and willing to kind of showcase not the high peaks of their life, really. Yeah, for sure. And I hope that, and I hope that people start doing that a little more. Um, And I think there have, there has been um, that change with people, whether they're content creators, celebrities, um, YouTubers, like, I feel like people are starting to be a little more real about that and be open to sharing that. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for taking the time to come record with us this morning. It's thank been you. a pleasure. This was so fun. Yes. This is my first podcast interview. You did awesome. Did okay. <laughs> yes. Did you want to share your socials so that people can find you and connect with you? Sure. Um, so I would say um, I'm probably most active on Instagram. Um, so I have my main uh, Instagram handle, which is Ashley A. Rainey. Um, my last name, R-A-M-E-Y. And then my lifestyle blog is Hello Weekend and Co. Um, so if you want to look at some fun stuff, follow me. <laughs>